0: everyone and welcome to another brand new episode of the Top 10. I am John Roca
1: And I am Mad We're here to bring you another Top 10 show this week. But before we get into it, I'd like everybody to say hello to John, the newest commander from the East Coast. <laughs> hello, sir, salute to you. He's a commander. First off, thoughts.
0: Thoughts. Horrific. Horrific name. Horrific name. Uh, uh, to me... I looked at look. It was it took every ounce of strength not to go not to go back to my brother Mark Ellis on social media because he was like going after critics and going after people. I'm like, dude, it's not about Did spreading really? negativity, but it's about having legitimate issues with the situation. Uh so um, the name sucks, I, huh? The, the name, name sucks. I uh, thank you. The name sucks. sucks. And he's like, he was, he's all for it, championing it, and saying, you know, you know, take command and all this kind of. I was like, it's ridiculous. That sucks. Yeah, it's terrible. And take command. Take command. Yeah. That is
1: the oh live, God. laugh, love of fucking football <laughs> slogans.
0: Take command. <laughs> it's her. it's a terrible name. And again, this is not toxicity. This is not negativity. This no, honest reactions, honest criticisms about it. Yeah.
1: You're allowed to. You love this team. This I is do. your team. I got no dog in this fight and I know that it's dog shit. The commanders. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're lucky. Chicago Bears, that's a, then you can't touch that name. That's classic and Green Bay yeah, Packers,
0: Minnesota Fight. The whole, the whole NFC North is untouchable for names. It's a great, they're great names, you know, but, but we got the commanders, which first of all is only one, uh, military, um, uh, branch, right? That essentially alludes to the Navy. And so, right okay. there is an issue because it's exclusive, and I don't like that. Second of all, this idea of this is what you're changing it to. Commanders take command because you're trying to kind of lay into what's happening there on in in DC is ridiculous. And then that video they put out—it was nice to see a lot of the old faces, Gibbs and all of them talking on the video. But they're you know usually using, using young black kids, using all these all these people that they you know have with Dan Snyder as the owner have essentially kind of excluded or not felt like they were anything. And then of course the, the scandal with the cheerleaders and the sexual harassment stuff, them trying to undercut the independent investigation, then the stuff with hiring a Latino coach, hiring a black general manager, uh, promoting a woman all of a sudden to cover themselves. Mm -hmm. It's nonsense. And so you can't separate and the people can separate I don't understand how you do that. I don't understand that mentality of separating one thing from the other. Listen, every time I I buy a pair of Nikes, I know this could have been made made by young kids, and and I feel shitty, and I feel shitty, but at least I feel shitty. There's a there are people who don't care and don't give a shit that Dan Snyder is the owner of the team. Like I love the team regardless, and I don't understand that to be honest with you. And so and then you throw in this fucking name, and I, I like that they kept the color scheme. It's nice. Yes, but, I agree with that. Yeah, but. The name itself sounds like something out of the USFL, the something, defunct yeah. USFL, not the new one, and something out of an indoor football league. Sorry, Matt. That's my thoughts.
1: No, I don't. If if you're going to do, why not call it? It could be somewhat loaded. Well, I guess you can't. Never mind. I was going to say like the Chiefs because then you could say the Joint Chiefs. And then it <laughs> has like military iconography all throughout it. Yeah. But then you already have the Kansas City Chiefs, so that doesn't make too. sense. Yeah. But then you could say, well, the Chiefs, it alludes to, you know, their previous history and be like, yeah, I guess it does. It's a bad idea on my part. Yeah. But there's gotta be some sort of animal that they could have from the East coast, from right in that area, the yeah. mountain lion or a fox or something.
0: Well, people are pushing the red wolves, Matt. So awesome. Way better. Yeah. That's what was out there. Red wolves. Um, you know, and obviously Red Tails was a possibility because of the allusions to, um, the black, uh, servicemen who were flying the Red Tails, uh, back in World War II. And so there were possibilities here they could have explored that I think were more palatable than something like
1: coming. Yeah, that's great. That's already great. Yeah. yeah. Cause you have the red, the, the military history tie in. It's yeah. Washington. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you could already see the, the former pig section being taken over by wolves. Yeah. And boom, oh, right. done. Yeah, good yeah. point. Yeah. Uh, done. It's already a billion times better than the most generic name in all of football. Yeah. Even, you know, because unfortunately, New England has the Patriots. Right. Which would be something similar for Washington because you already yeah. have like the Nationals and the Capitals.
0: Uh So there could have been something there. Yeah. And even the Federals, Matt, which is what the USFL team was way back in the day. The Federals doesn't delineate. It doesn't say it's only Navy or it's only, it alludes to everything. So federal, everything. So you could go Federals, that works. That's a more of an inclusive name. And so, um, yeah. So that's another part of it that I just kind of get real frustrated by, you know. And I mean, I the, the, I, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry.
1: Even just like generic, the soldiers. The Washington soldiers. The Washington soldiers. Could it be and funny? you have Washington. Tied into it, so now it sounds even more patriotic mm-hmm. with founding father aspect of it. Yeah. Soldiers should be all encompassing for uh it would sell a boatload of merchandise. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um I really wanted Warriors. Warriors or renegades to me were the top two choices in my mind. Um Warriors because of like, you know, just kind of still keeps that kind of feeling of at least emotionally connected to the Redskins name. And, you know, of course, I know it's racist and whatever, but a lot of Native American groups came out and said they don't want warriors because that kind of still connects. So I have to respect that. Yeah. Um, the Renegades I like because it always keeps us in an underdog position going after something. Do you know what I'm saying? I like that. They're dangerous. They're different. They don't follow yeah. rules. You know, it's fun to be a little bit rebellious. And that would have given us an, an interesting identity for sure that I think would have been fun to explore. Now commanders just sounds like some goose step and salute nonsense. And it frustrates the shit out of me, man.
1: Yeah. I don't even get goose stepping from it. I just get bland general blah. Like it is, it's USFL. This is arena league. This is, it's just so boring. And now it's going to be one of the teams in the largest league in this country.
0: Yeah. It's just so strange. Shea Serrano, uh, who someone from the Ringer and stuff, who I really uh-huh. enjoy, he said Washington Commanders is like when the movie can't get the rights to use an actual team, so they throw something quick out there. Yeah, hope it just doesn't cause too much confusion, right? Like when you're watching ne- any given Sunday, and you're watching the the what the Miami Sharks versus the New York uh, uh Big Sh- Man. Yeah, the Sharks
1: were good. All the other teams they played were just atrocious. <laughs> yeah. Even though when you see it, like the, I remember the first time I watched it, whenever I watch it now, yeah, it's passable for what the NFL would use. But because I'm just not accustomed to it, it looks
0: so pathetic. Yeah. Here are the names in any given Sunday. The Albuquerque Aztecs, the California Crusaders. Terrible. The Chicago Rhinos. What the fuck? Terrible. Now, the Colorado Blizzard, I might be there with that. That's like the Avalanche. Yeah, like the Avalanche, right. The Dallas Knights. The Houston That's Cattlemen. Terrible. That's the Stan, terrible. The Kansas Twisters. The yeah. Los Angeles Breakers. The Minnesota Americans. Now, what about the Washington American? Nah, that would have been weird. Yeah, um, that would have been New York. That, that seems rife with problems. Yeah. <laughs> it's jingoistic. The uh, New York Emperors. The Oregon Pioneers. I'm cool with Oregon Yeah, Pioneers. that one's a good one. I get down with that. So The Orlando, bla- the Trailblazers. The same exact, thing. Exactly. O- o- Orlando Crushers. San Francisco Knights. The Seattle Prospects. Makes no sense at all. Um, the Texas Rattlers, the Washington Lumbermen, that's what we would call the Lumbermen and the Wisconsin Iceman. Oh Lord, these are, some of these are yeah. horrific, as you said, but, I, but I'd say like a quarter of them were pretty good. Yeah. But Washington Commanders could have slid right into that terrible list.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, Commanders is the, the meme joke we've heard a million times of, Oh, you know, your mom saying we have that at home. It's the knockoff version of?
0: That's Commanders.
1: We have a football team at home, and you go home, and it's the Commanders,
0: and you're like, no, it's not the same thing. It's like that joke in Raw. (laughs) Eddie's mom is cooking the burger. I can make that burger. I can make you a McDonald's burger in the kitchen. (laughs) Yeah, no, you can't. Oh, no, you that's fucking brilliant, Matt. That that's is fucking,
1: I mean, I just brilliant. saw it. And it, <laughs> then though, the watching the Washington times had a great article and the headline was just, you know, the name arrives with a thud. And I'm like, beautiful yeah. way to describe it. Yep. Yep. It was dead on arrival. Yeah. yeah. I'm hoping you,
0: even though it's not going to happen, you guys rebrand in like two, three years. Nope. I mean, look, remember, remember how much shit the wizards took? Oh my God. I remember that was such a horrible name and people hated that name. And eventually, because they got rid of the color scheme and they went back to the old school colors, I think eventually people just accepted it and were fine with it. But initially, that teal, gold, black and white fucking mm-hmm. combo drove people insane. It was such a horrible choice. And there were some, uh, there were some better choices that, that were out there. Yeah, I just don't know why. why. I still match- don't know why you guys are the wizards. Yeah, it makes no sense. No. Yeah. Yeah,
1: for Orlando, that makes sense because you got Disney World right there and whatever. It's a vacation destination and, I don't know, more magic makes makes more sense there. But, yeah, that's just – oh, well, I do like that you kept your color scheme, so. Yeah,
0: yeah. I don't know. I don't disagree with that. You hear the other names they were looking at. Washington Sea Dogs, that was for the Wizards, right? Washington Dragons, Washington Stallions, and Washington Express. This is for the Wizards? Yeah, for the wizards. These were their names and then they chose the wizards out of those five. Cuz wizards is the other one that was in, in contention as well. Ugh. The monuments, the senators, the monuments Washington, I like. The Washington Justice. Senators, uh, Washington. Yeah, sure, Justice, great. I like Justice. Yeah. Uh the diplomats like the so- old soccer team, the Washington Republic, the Sentinels, the Americans. Sentinels works. The LeBron's <laughs> You named your team after LeBron James. I, you know, it's almost bo- – oh, the Wildebeests was another one um, because there are Wildebeests, I think, in, in the zoo. So um, the Washington Chill and the Washington Force. I mean the Force, I would have been cool with Washington Force. You could have done a lot of fun Star Wars shit with that that would have worked. But anyway. Yeah, it just seems generic
1: and I don't know why it applies to – yeah. Washington and then it makes it you know uh, conjures images of them inflict the government inflicting force on people that don't want it just it seems bad all around yeah 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 there's better options but oh well what are you gonna do you know congratulations yeah. to you commander and to all the other commanders out there I salute you I can't believe uh, I'm not I guess I'm not surprised Ellis is support because
0: he's so positive positive. and I love Mark I love Mark but Sometimes They're, man you're allowed to and,
1: not like things man
0: yeah it's okay I, I love Mark but sometimes yeah and the thing is and that's what I love about Mark that's the irony it's what I love about Mark is Mark can be so positive about any situation and God love him you know but but both of us have seen Mark's other side uh, when he's not happy about something. Sure. And he can be quite strong when he's not happy about something. So I think that applies to basically anybody. And that's what I'm saying. So why deny people to be upset about something? Or why be you know, why go after people who are upset about it? and legitimately upset about something, especially lifelong fans yeah, and, who are upset about it. So But I love my brother. So I'm not gonna, you know, engage in any kind of battle with him on social media.
1: Well, I'll see him next week and I will Oh yeah <laughs> gladly tell him <laughs> that I think that name is terrible. Oh, and please. they could have chosen just about anything else, that would have been much, much better. legitimately much, much better. I know, man.
0: Really. And all these people were posting artwork that was miles better than the artwork they released for Washington commanders for the other logos that they were considering, you know? And so it just, it's just comical from top to bottom. This is our fucking team. This, I mean, these are the people who run this shit and they're so horribly out of step with what's happening. And this is a great example of it. You know, and this is why old billionaires or fucking dumb billionaires shouldn't own teams because this is the kind of decisions that they make. And they really piss off a large majority of the fan base. You know, Ugh.
1: I I mean, given what they ended up with, I would have taken Washington football team. One thousand percent. Yeah. And
0: then it makes it like a soccer club. I like that. The WFT. Yeah. I like WFT. The WFT. I dug it. The Washington football team. Yeah. People make fun. Of all they don't have a mascot. Don't fucking need a mascot, pal. We're gonna go play football. Yeah, we're the ones that don't. Yeah, we they don't know who we are. Nothing.
1: Yeah, the team's coming to town, and mm-hmm. just like you, I don't know the uniqueness of it. Yeah, right. Would have been interesting uh, as opposed to
0: what we got. It's a good point. But the team is coming to town. Washington's coming to town.
1: Yeah. Why? Well, it just you don't need. Yeah. Any of the rest of it, and now it's the Commanders. <sighs> okay. Eagles versus the Commanders. Cowboys versus the Commanders. Oh my god. Giants versus the Commanders. Uh, Yeah. It's pretty terrible. But oh well. Hopefully the team hates it as much as you do, and that so rally and cry and uh they channel that hatred into W's next season.
0: Yeah, maybe. Until what's his face sells the team. Uh nothing's ever gonna change, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Yeah, who
1: knows? Uh, I'm not gonna speculate upon that because I'm guessing you got the pride from his cold, dead hands. But <laughs> I don't know that much about Dan Snyder. So Some bad
0: things with him, man. Uh, Did you see hey,
1: that punks of Tony Phil died?
0: Oh, what? Yeah, have you found Bill Murray. Was it a Bill Murray situation? that he? Die?
1: I that I don't know, but I just know <laughs> he was supposed to come out for his shadow to see whether or not he's going to see, see his shadow, and he had. Uh, Passed away.
0: Oh, that's a shame. So who 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 saw the shot? Did we get any groundhog at all? Did he die before he came out of the hole? There's no. Nobody- he
1: died before the ceremony was to take place. Oh wow! I mean,
0: relatively close to when the ceremony was supposed to take place. So is there utter chaos now that we don't know what's coming? I would assume so.
1: I mean, do you just put in another groundhog? Is this? A, it seemed like it was kind of specific to the one
0: groundhog, didn't it? Yeah, I feel like, you know, maybe it got COVID and another, you could get another groundhog, a second string groundhog this like but I don't even know. Was there
1: another groundhog
0: before Phil? This is a great question. This is a great fucking question. I, I think I'm going to look this up. Is there another groundhog? Yeah, I
1: had never thought oh, about it until true. he got a name to me because of the movie and it's like, oh, it's his name's Phil. Who's the groundhog?
0: Well, I'm, I'm sure it's not the same groundhog, right? It can't be the same groundhog since. Nineteen ninety, whatever that movie came out.
1: Uh, I don't know how long lived they are, so could be. I mean, fucking turtles can live to like a hundred and fifty, hundred and sixty years, years old. old. <laughs> Maybe a groundhog can live to a hundred. I don't. I don't have the slightest clue. Okay. All right. Hold on.
0: <laughs> I don't see if I say anything. Well, how many Phil? How many Phil groundhogs have there been? Uh, according to lore, there is only one Phil, and all of the groundhogs are impersonators it is claimed that this one groundhog has lived to make weather prognostication since 1886 sustained by drinks of groundhog punch or the elixir of life administered at the annual groundhog picnic in the fall. Okay.
1: So then Phil is not dead. Long live Phil. Right.
0: Basically what this is. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Oh, the dread pirate Roberts. They just keep handing it off. Um, Um, and this is this is this one was called Milltown Mel. That's what his actual name was. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. Milltown Mel from he was from Jersey. Oh my God! There's so many jokes to be out here. Hey, what the tell you? It's gonna be fucking cold, man.
1: How many people do you think actually believe in this prognostication? Oh, brother, have you seen our country? Well, I mean, when I was a little kid, I believed it because I was told that, and I was a little kid. And then eventually, just like I don't give a fuck what uh, the whole okay sees a shadow; he doesn't. Yeah. And who who cares? Yeah. Um. But you know, it's good for Bucks a uh, punks You know, it's a nice little piece of tourism that they've created for themselves—a unique niche. Yeah. In the modern world, but just the idea that that was the headlines and Phil has died. You know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
0: All right. So that means we don't know, but we don't, we don't know who's going to live. We don't know who's, if we're going to get six, six weeks or not, which is
1: fun. We don't know. Yeah. Or is this year's canceled and we have to ordain a new Phil in order for Phil to actually make these prognostications. A lot of questions come up from this. Maybe they shouldn't have told us that Phil died because then it ruins, it shatters the illusion of Phil.
0: I don't need to know.
1: And just plug, yeah, treat it like a little kid's goldfish situation. Yeah. And they just never die. They just perpetually get replaced. Yep. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I never had that situation. Do you ever have a parent replace a pet?
0: Oh, once our pet died, we only had one pet. Once our pet died, we just kind of were done with having pets. My okay. brother was pretty traumatized from the, he had to kind of carry our, the dog in there to be put down. And my brother was the one who wanted us to get a dog. So it was a circle type thing. And so after it was over, it was like, you know, I'm good. You know, we didn't want to kind of have, and and uh, you know, I was moving out. My sister was doing her thing, and so it just wasn't the kind of situation where we bring another pet into it. So, for whatever reason, you know, yeah, you know, some families just aren't pet people. Yeah, I mean, no offense, um, wasn't just wasn't our thing. And and the thing is, Lindley wants to get a dog. We can't get a dog at our house because of the rules here from the people who own the place. So we're not allowed to get a, a dog. It's not even about paying extra. It's like, we're not allowed. So, um, for whatever gets
1: fungible to be perfectly honest. Yeah. You think so? Okay. Well, if you've been there for long enough and they like you, if you told them, Hey, we're going to oh, get good point a dog and the uh, so long as they like you, they more than likely willing to. My last place was like that. Yeah. We told them we were thinking about it and they were like, they were adamant when we first moved in, no animals whatsoever. And then we yeah. were there for a couple of years and then they were like, yeah, it's fine. If you want to get yeah. one, go for it. Right. Uh, but you're also in a town home so i don't know if that makes a difference or
0: no we're in a house oh no, you're in a house i thought okay. it was a no. oh, i'm sorry it's a full house yeah just on, on the corner here and at the end of the street here with a bunch of other okay. houses yeah single family house so
1: yeah i thought it was a town or a condo one of the oh, two oh, ones so like... i
0: would i hated townhouses growing up i would never fucking i hate townhouses man it's not my jam and, uh, cause everybody can hear everything you're doing and want to be all up in your fucking business. And mm. when I lived one in, in LA, I lived in one in LA right there by the Grahman's theater. Um, oh. it, was, it was nice, but it was also crazy busy and everybody was all up in your fucking business. Yeah. Now that area is,
1: yeah, I could, ne- every time I go through that area, I was like, I don't know how somebody lives here. <laughs> yeah, it's it, just too busy. There are just way is... too many people. So many tourists. Yeah, it's tons of tourists, tons of traffic, tons of homeless people. Yeah. Uh It's just yeah. – and it's always busy. And driving through it, I imagine parking is a nightmare unless oh, you have a spot.
0: Is, we had two spots and then one person had to park on the road because we had three people living. There. So it was like a race to see who was allowed to park on the road and who was allowed to park in the parking spot. So if you were late coming home from whatever your job, whatever, you'd have to drive around. Like circle for days. Yeah. Circle. I mean, you have a parking pass, but you just have to find a fucking parking spot because there are so many places there with people and residents. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't always easy to find a, a parking spot, you know, and sometimes you have to park up out on. On Hollywood Boulevard, and then wake up before 8 a.m., go and get the car and move it to some place that might be open, and then deal with street cleaning as well. So it, it was, it's a young man's well, game. I was fine when I was younger, but I would have fucking lost my mind if I had to do it nowadays.
1: So, yeah, I don't, I can't, I've never lived somewhere that had permitted parking, thankfully. Because <laughs> it just seems like such an incredible nightmare to deal yeah. with night in, night out. Yeah. Uh huh. I've, you know, lived in one spot where parking could could be an issue and worst case is I had to park like two, three blocks away. oh, uh, right. Which isn't the end of the world. It's like fine, so long as I don't have like a bunch of groceries or something, I don't really care. Yeah. Right. You can handle uh, it. yeah. yeah. It's fine. Get a little exercise and yeah. just enjoy it. But any of those areas. But that area especially, I'm not kidding. Every time I drive through, just looking at all those complexes and be like, I don't know how you fucking live here. Yeah.
0: You're not wrong to feel that way, dude. It was certainly an interesting... Especially if you just move a few
1: blocks this way or that way or whatever else, you can find better places Mm -hmm. that are less congested. Although it's not always the easiest thing if you need a place now
0: and you need to be in a certain area, just like you take what you can get. Uh, plus, I mean, at the time you could walk up and go to the. LA, remember the Galaxy, the Hollywood Galaxy. There used to be theaters there, and so mm. you, could, you could walk up and get food, walk up and watch movies, walk up and do whatever. So, and then the shopping with Hollywood Highland. That I think it was right around that time that kind of blew. So you could walk up there and get stuff there. So it was, it was nice for that, but the overall experience was fucking rough, man. Yeah, oof.
1: Yeah, I used to have a barber that was in basically his his thing was in Hollywood and Highland Mm -hmm. and he moved from down on Melrose. Yeah. And you could always find parking on Melrose. Yes. Right. So to go to Hollywood and Highland, I had to stop going to him. I was like, dude, it's a nightmare to get here. Yeah. And, uh, one time I just circled for like 10, 15 minutes, couldn't find parking anywhere. Yeah. So I had to cancel the appointment. Oh shit. Really? I just, after 15 minutes of looking, he's like, I can't find parking anywhere, man. And I'm already now like five minutes late to your thing. So even if <sighs> I find a spot right now, I'm not going to be there for another 10 minutes. Yeah, true. And true. then you have another client coming in, so I'm doing you a favor. Yeah. And he banned me from being able to make appointments I just to show up yeah. in person. And I'm like, get them out. I'll find somebody else. This is not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> it's. I mean, it's a haircut. I'm not... Designing my entire fucking day around trying to get a parking spot near Hollywood and Highland.
0: Yeah, exactly. Just to get a haircut from you. Yeah, that's fair.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's like the people that pay eight hundred dollars for a haircut. You're like, yeah, you can get a good one for for thirty bucks, twenty bucks. Yeah, yeah. And my my wife does mine now. Oh wow. Okay. That's, yeah, since the pandemic started, she cuts my hair. That's
0: that's awesome. Okay. Yeah.
1: It's okay. easy. Like for the longest time she didn't want to do it she's like i might screw it up it's like i don't care it'll grow out yeah. it's fine yeah it's you know i can't get a haircut otherwise so let's do this <laughs>
0: <laughs> let's do this yeah oh man well what else oh well shit we're 25 minutes into the we should we should get on with the show here but no
1: nah, fucking man oh, let's, let's keep it going and just read our list at the okay, end man, screw that it that's good what else screw is it on? Uh, are you intrigued by Punisher officially joining MCU? Did they say it officially? When did I they announce I saw that? that on Twitter that Punisher I mean, will be joining the MCU and John Barenthal. Great? Yeah. Let me see here. John Barenthal will be playing Punisher because they already had Matt Murdoch, obviously.
0: Yes, they did. Yes. Um, Blame, spoiler on, it yeah. Okay. I'm seeing this. John Barenthal is reportedly now set to return as the Punisher in the MCU. That's huge. I love it. I'm a big fan of this thing. Um, because that's something that I definitely have been waiting for. I thought he was great. I thought that second season really fucked him. Um, and so if they go back to what they did in that first season, they'd be great. But the question becomes, like it always becomes with these characters, are they gonna be all rated? is it gonna be all rated, or is it gonna be a PG thirteen Frank Castle? Because that end of the first season is a literal bloodbath. Uh, that last episode. Just an absolutely gnarly bloodbath. So, and then the question becomes: Well, are you bringing everybody back, Foggy? Are you bringing back Karen Page? And then are you bringing back Jigsaw?
2: Okay.
0: Uh, uh, what's his name, Ben? Oh, I forget what his name is, man. Ben something. Are you bringing him back to play the villain in this in this piece? So, it seems to me like they're assembling all this ground level shit, Matt. While they're going off into space, they've got Moon Knight as ground level. They've got Daredevil as ground level. Uh, Punisher's ground level. Um, maybe Werewolf by Night be part of this in in ground level, uh, Spider Man, Morbius. All these things are kind of ground level approaches to New York in the in the, uh, being villains or being heroes. So that could be something that will be fun to explore. Now it's Jessica Jones next. Yeah, is about is Luke Cage. Cage. Yeah. yeah, Iron Fist obviously isn't. If they do, they'll recap. I think they'll bring an Asian guy. In. Yeah, I think
1: they'll do all of it over again yeah. Yeah. if they do it. Nobody does. Yeah, it opens the door of, okay, well, are are you bringing in these other fan favorites as well? Yeah. And then is it going to be a hard reset on all of them? Yeah. Where those previous technically don't exist in, even though they were MCU produced previously. Right, right. But they weren't Disney MCU. Yeah. That's a discussion for a different day. Uh, but it's like, oh, okay, that's, that's interesting. At least Barenthal, um, seemed to be a, a fan favorite. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, that Moon Knight trailer looks pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, man, doesn't it? It, it does. I'm fun.
1: curious as to if the character, the character seems very CGI at certain points. Yeah. And I'm curious as to how much of that is going to carry over because I like the real world practicality of what they do with like Mando and Boba Fett and yeah. uh whatnot. Another good Boba episode.
0: Dude, do you want to talk Amazingly, about it? Amazingly. Uh, spoiler. Spoiler. Yeah. Well, sure. Spoiler All it up. Spoiler it here. If you haven't seen it yet, we're telling you right now to stop. Maybe for like 10, 15 minutes, check back in or forward, fast forward. Um, but yeah, dude, what an episode. A lot of people complaining. Hockey call the book of Boba Fett when there's no Boba Fett in two episodes or barely any Boba Fett in those two episodes. And it's like, well, I get that complaint. But by the same token, these were two such wonderful episodes of Star Wars that it's exciting to see what he's doing. And I think this was a big statement of, this is, yes, we're calling these shows these shows, but essentially anyone can show up on any show at any time. This is a felony verse in essence. And I love sure. it. Sure. You know?
1: Yeah. Op- op- open it up, especially if you, it's going to be on Tatooine. Yeah, right. You already have the Oliphant character. I do love that they brought, what's his name from Clone Wars? The, uh, outlaw Tempe? character? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Loved him in the cartoons. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, the only nitpick I had, I felt the shade of blue should have been a slight bitch, a slight bit darker. That's it. That's fair. That's it's the, the only. The rest of it, the as soon as you see the eyes, oh, the deputy's god. reaction of like, what the fuck? <laughs> Perfect. If you saw that in real life, yeah. Oh my god, and his teeth look much more menacing. Oh yeah, right. In tangible form, as opposed to the cartoon for uh,
0: version. And I also thought it was brilliant to use the same voiceover actor. Like, it's not the actor, obviously, in the costume and the outfit, but it is the same voiceover actor who did it in Bad Batch and did it in Clone Wars. So that's smart to keep that same because they're doing the with Pedro Pascal. It's not him in the fucking Mando uh, yeah. outfit. Yeah, easy peasy. Right, so why not do it that way? Yeah, exactly.
1: And especially when that's so much a part of the character that they've created previously.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Might as well carry it over. Deputy. Uh, I thought the deputy was James Marsden, but I think I'm wrong. It is not right. He looks like kind of James Marsden. It does, but doesn't he? I thought it was. Him. It's definitely not James Marsden. It's like James Marsden mixed
0: in a little bit with uh, uh John Ritter's son. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see. Oh, Jeff Dashnaw is supposedly the name of deputy of the deputy. That does not look like him at all. That looked like a uh, fucking no way. That's no way. That's him. I, I think that was someone else, man. So, yeah. I, I don't know who the deputy was, but it looked like James Marsden. So I was a little bit taken aback by that.
1: Yeah, kind of. I can see where you think that.
0: Yeah. But did yep. you catch him? Um, the bartender is um, what, from w- Jedi? Is Dan. Dan from Deadwood. W- is it really? I did not catch that. So it's fucking Tilly B. Oliphant and W. Earl Brown in the same city. And I'm just like, this is awesome. What a nice little Deadwood connection.
1: Didn't even realize subconsciously that I was even more. That's why I enjoyed these aspects of it. Look, if (laughs) Ian McShane can come sauntering in and bring it. That's something I'm watching personally. I restarted Deadwood for like seventh time. I'm through season (laughs) one. It's, you know, seventh time I've watched it. I'm going to watch it complete. Yeah. Right. I've gone back for other episodes uh in the past numerous times. But, yeah, I just started. This my fall asleep lately, and I'm watching Deadwood again. Respect, man. Uh It's so fucking good. <laughs> it is
0: one of the best shows in television ever. It, it is. is wrong. You're not wrong. But, yeah, it's like all the
1: – the weird thing is that all the little things that they're doing right now make all the sense in the world. Like the ship, I love yeah. that it's uh sanded down. To chrome metal, except for very tiny slivers of yellow, giving uh-huh, hints uh-huh. of what it was previously. So you, it's a nice little tie-in from what was in the past to what is now. Although every time I see him flying that, it's like God, I'm, you have to be missing your old one because you do these long flights, mm-hmm. and you could sleep in your old one, and you had a cargo bay if yeah. you have prisoners, and you had all that other storage space, and now you got this Corvette, yeah, which is great. Looks sure. like a lot of fun, sure. But those long flights, like going to see Grogu, yeah, you're in one position the whole time. That's gotta suck. Oh yeah, man, you're not wrong there. Ex- uh, but that's also that's bringing real world into you know space
0: wizard world. So, <laughs> well, I, I, you know, I bristle when people say that. They're like, oh, really? We're got to be realistic about you know a, a, a space warrior, or space uh, swordsman. And I'm like. You do have to have a certain level, base level of realism or something you can connect to. Forget you can't default and escape criticism by saying, Look, if people get upset about people with magic swords. It's like, no, that's stupid. Because I could really do that with every piece of entertainment. Every piece of entertainment, you could break it down to something really simplistic and toss away uh and say, Really, you're getting upset about this? And it's like, no, that's that doesn't work, you know? So because every piece of entertainment is fictional. So therefore you even if it's an adapted from a real story, it's still somewhat fictional, so you can mess around with it in a certain way. So I I, I legitimate criticism shouldn't be tossed away by stupid uh, snarky shit like that. It, it drives me insane, you know. True.
1: Yeah, I think last episode was my favorite of the season and this this newest one is probably my second favorite of the oh, season. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh Absolutely, absolutely. You're not wrong. The Luke, oh my god, more often than not works, and then every once again it's uncanny valley. It's like, yeah. and then it gets right back to
0: working again. It, it, the far away it is, farther away it is, it doesn't work as well. The clo- ironically, the closer you get, for me, it okay. worked a lot better. Um, and I and I think if they've gotten better because it feels like they've gotten better with this technology, they hired that YouTuber who did a better job mm-hmm. of the it. defects, right. yeah, the thing, yeah, and so. Um, I hope they go back in and re and like edit re edit Rogue One and re edit maybe even Luke showing up in the Mandalorian with the better uh deep fake uh, approach to it, so that you could enjoy the show more or enjoy the movie more too.
1: Hi, yeah, I just don't want to get into this habit of Lucasing the previous works <laughs> and going back and changing whatever you want to do now. I think it's just like, look, you see the imperfections because that's what they had to work with at the time.
0: Let's move forward. Right. Right. I guess, I mean, but, you know, Lucas went in there trying to add shit. I'm just saying, brush it up, clean it up a little bit. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, just where do you stop? Yeah. Where does,
1: you know, then the line becomes wherever you push it to and be like, well, we're not going to cross here until the next time they're like, well, this, we, we should be able to cross this. <laughs> and I just don't think it, yeah, it's, unless you just hard and fastly say it is what it is and right. let's enjoy it for what it is.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I guess you can do that.
1: It, to me, you know. No, no I if, get it. But it's also, they created it, so if they want to change it, well, it's their prerogative.
0: Yeah, very, very true. You know,
1: I can vote by not spending my money there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's just everything about it, man. And then they show back up, and I was somewhat, I don't want to say upset or depressed or something, but then you see Fennec and Boba, and you're like, oh, yeah, can we get back to – yeah can this show be okay? Because the last two episodes have been really good when the fucking Mandalorian doesn't take his helmet off and he's quiet and stoic because I never, I don't recall Boba saying more than a couple words ever. And now he's given long exposition, taking his helmet off and it's okay.
0: That might've been the colossal mistake they made by, by not having him be someone who doesn't take his, although, you know, they took his armor and they had to make that work because, um, without his, own, because of Vamp and whatever they took his armor, that was part of the story. Yeah. So they had to make that work somehow. And so him not having a helmet at all or going back to try to get his armor again, I think because they introduced him that way in the Mandalorian, they had no choice. They couldn't put him, they, once he got his armor back, they couldn't like keep him in the armor the whole time with the helmet on. I think they decided this is the route they wanted to go, you know, and so. Um But I Perhaps. think you can look back and maybe say it was a little bit of a mistake to not have him be more. And maybe do let Fennec do more of the talking and let Boba do more of the reacting. You know, I don't know.
1: I do hope one piece of dialogue is a great piece of foreshadowing, which is when they have everybody around the plan of the city. Yeah, yeah. And the the kid biker gang, they're like, look, you guys have been great, but now we need real muscle. Yeah. And I really hope that means we're never going to see you again. Yeah, the You have lot. served yeah, your right. purpose, yes. <laughs> Maybe on occasionally if we need reconnaissance, but you are fucking done. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they got the fan feedback and, uh, but it's not like
0: they're currently shooting these. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Really wish they were. Yeah, I mean, like that was a huge, people got into mad fights over that one, man. I mean, it sucked. Cool. Yeah, I posted it, and then fucking Bibiani and Adam Hlavac went crazy on my on my Twitter feed. It was hilarious, and I'm like, guys,
1: you're you're one thousand percent wrong. Yeah,
0: it's it's not good Star Wars. It's not. I don't care it's how not. much you legitimize it. I don't know how many examples. I don't care how many examples. Yeah, you find it's not good Star Wars.
1: It is. It's not as far as the cinematic adaptation or what we've seen on the big screen. If you want to tell me uh that that it existed in the comics and what not great but visually i've never seen it and just because it exists in comics doesn't mean we need to translate that into because i remember when i read the comics there was a big rabbit that had but it looked like bugs bunny had force powers and he was part of the gang running around and it's like i don't want to fucking see that <laughs> it did exist in the comics doesn't a mean i don't want to fucking Jedi? see it
0: <laughs> wait, now you've got me thinking, well, there must have been a name for the rabbit Jedi, right? I must have. Uh, I can look it up. Yeah, uh, Ikrit. Ikrit was the name of the rabbit Jedi. It was a male Kash- Kushiban or Kushiban from the planet. Yeah. Uh, oh no, the wait, is that a cat? It was a male Kushiban. <laughs> Interesting. All right. Maybe not Jackson. Was it Jackson? Yeah. That's the comics one you're thinking of. Yes. Jackson. It was a, he yeah. was a smuggler. Right, exactly. Oh, uh, he was a smuggler. I don't even
1: I just remember this big Bugs Bunny-looking fucking rabbit Yeah. in the my book. comic book. Although that comic book was easily the worst that we got. <laughs> yeah. With our neighbor across the street sold subscriptions to, and you, you know, all the Marvel and DC and whatnot. So we checked the boxes when we were little kids, and then we just got those comics. So we had a... Fucking Star Wars subscription for like three years. Wow. It was terrible. Okay. You want to sell yourself on it. Right. Uh, because it's Star Wars and then you read it and you're like, God, this has literally nothing to do with anything I've ever watched and it's all <laughs> terrible.
0: Well, let me, let me ask you something about this because we're obviously, um, this is coming out on Tuesday. So I think everybody will have seen the episode. Um. So I'm, I imagine most people are still listening to us through this spoiler conversation. Yeah. But something I'm going to talk about with the Geek Buddies because we're recording this before we record Geek Buddies tomorrow about this review. Um. Do you? I, I'm Geek, uh, I'm, geek I'm, Buddies. I'm, I don't. What is Geek? <laughs> nerd pals? It's is that the nerd,
1: dudes? <laughs> the nerd dudes? No, pals, pals, pals. pals my <laughs> fault.
0: <laughs> Dweeb friends. Is another <laughs> show that I know. we've guys. Um. I've kind of come around on this for the last few months and I brought it up last week in the discussion. And I think this week really kind of made it even more clear to me. Like I, I think we need to let go of being precious about Luke and Leia and Han and Lando and be like, you can't recast them. We can't see them again. They've gotten old. We can't use them because there are so many great stories to tell about this transition time between the end of the empire and the birth of the first order. And all Mm -hmm. this time where the new Republic was in charge of things, there's a shit ton to explore here. And there has been stories written about like bloodlines about like what the experience was like for the rest of the galaxy. When they found out that Leia was Anakin's daughter, right? I mean, like, that's obviously gotta give you some, some pause, you know? Like, like if you find out someone, a politician, you've been following a rebellious woman, you've been following, you love her, and then you find out Hitler was her dad, you might be like, what the fuck? So this, I think there's, and Luke, what's he doing building that temple? What happened to Luke? Did he fuck up the Grogu thing? Did he fuck up Ben Solo? Did he, like, what, what is here? Uh, and so I think there's, there's a lot to explore here. Han Solo as well, Lando as well. And I, I think we have to be done with being precious about this shit and either do it CGI or find actors who look like these people and and put it in motion. You know? What what do you feel about
1: it? I mean I, I agree with you, okay. but then I'm also of the mind of maybe it's time we let those stories lapse for a while. That's fine. And tell other stories because otherwise then everything just revolves around the Skywalkers and the Palpatines. And those yeah. are the only two families of any merit to really discuss. And it just there's gotta be more stories in this world mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that we can delve into. Yeah, yeah. Um sorry, I gotta return a text to my wife real quick.
0: Okay, okay, okay. It's very rare when either of us does this, so I apologize. Yeah, no worries, brother. And so what about the situation with um with Cobb Vanth coming in now, it looks like he, he wasn't killed. He was just shot in the shoulder or whatever. And he aced the deputy. That's obviously going to inspire these people who are maybe hesitant, oh, yeah. right? They're going to come now get involved to rally around, right? But do you think that's, I mean, I don't think that's enough. That's the thing I, I kind of, and I'm going to say this in the review. So I'm, I'm not spoiling anything here. I, I think it's, it's, I think we're going to get Luke and Grogu coming back in the final episode. They need a force user. Um, it's his home planet. So there's a little more of yeah. uh, an emotional connection here. Does he side with Boba? Interesting. That's as I'm saying. That would be interesting to have that conversation for sure, but as a Jedi who who um uh redeemed Anakin Vader, what's Boba in comparison to Vader? I mean, Vader was killing millions and planets. And yes, it was his dad, but still you you got to be consistent in who could be redeemed if you really believe in that stuff like a Jedi does. So okay, so maybe it goes on the side, but because there's no way the mod squad, the citizens of Freetown, yeah. um, the Chrysanthem and uh, Boba and Fennec Shand, and even the Mandalorian are enough to handle the Pike Syndicate that is backed up by Crimson Dawn. There's no fucking way. You got to have big guns. So does Luke reach out to Leia? Do we get the fucking New Republic? Do we get the X-wing fighters? Do we get those people showing up here? To kind of reclaim the planet, um, of Tatooine. I don't know, but I wonder, what do you think? I mean, I agree with you. They need backup because
1: yeah. what you just said. So, uh, we have Crimson Dawn and the Syndicate. Yeah. And those are two, the Syndicate, we already realize it's got a pretty big reach. Yes. And they pale in comparison to Crimson Dawn. And these are two faceless, massive, organized crime groups. Yeah, right. So it sounds like you're going up against a lot of muscle. Yeah. So you're going to need to counteract that with, at the very least, several big guns. Yeah. yeah. So you got the Wookiee, you got Mando, you got Fennec, you got Boba. It's maybe, maybe this is a Luke and Ahsoka and Grogu show Oh, up. maybe Ahsoka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you got the, you know, Timothy offense character. But yeah, I agree with you. Freetown is nothing. Yeah. You're good. Most of those people are going to be cannon fodder. Yeah. Uh, and uh, hopefully the mod squad dies. You know, there's like yeah. one left or something, but the rest get, the you know, taken out. But it, it's not enough. You're going up against a faceless syndicate, yeah. for Christ's sakes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, even if you cut the head off the snake, this could be a situation where it doesn't really matter. It'll keep slithering. Yeah. So... You might need to dice it up into a million small parts. <laughs> so I think you're right. Uh, they're going to have to bring in, and otherwise why introduce Luke and Ahsoka into this season? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause you could have just had Mando show up and they have a quick, quick interchange with Luke Yes. and he gives them the armor and Luke is the one that tells him, Hey, I need to keep him. I'll let him make a choice, but he has to make that choice. And if you showing up here, do all the things that Ahsoka did and do it a little bit shorter. So, uh, I don't know why you would remind the viewer that these people exist in the same
0: universe unless you're going to use them. Yeah. Cause I mean, then the criticisms about it being like, Oh, there's no Boba Fett in these last two episodes have even more weight because then you're like, well, we didn't even see the people that they talked about. So you're essentially used um the first season of the Book of Boba Fett to launch the beginnings of Season 3 of The Mandalorian, because it's Season 3 of The Mandalorian, mm. uh, him choosing whether he's gonna go with the, the lightsaber or the chainmail, or choosing the lightsaber and then eventually changing his mind and wanting to go and reconnect back with, um The Mandalorian and choose the chainmail armor, you know, cause I mean, it just seems odd you'd have all this stuff and not have it play out in this, uh, in this uh, series of, se- or season of television and ha- use it to kind of launch the episode or season three of The Mandalorian. It just seems odd.
1: Yeah, and, and also, if you're going to do that, wouldn't you push those towards later in the season to right. keep it fresher in people's minds as opposed to episodes,
0: is it four and five, three and four? Yeah, but the last two episodes, five and six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, is it five so, and
1: six really already?
0: Yeah, we're on the finale. Next week's the last episode. Oh, fuck.
1: I had yeah. no idea on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just assume, I guess, in my head that they're going to be ten. Yeah, no, it's only seven. Yeah. Ozark's doing that, too. It's seven and seven, apparently, which sucks. <laughs> Are you liking Ozark for this season so far? So far, yeah, it's good. Okay. Um, okay. Trying to space them out instead of burning through them all in, right. like, the course of a week. Uh That's yeah, the horrible thing about being able to watch this. Thing. Yeah, when you get them all at once, you yeah. got to
0: hold off because otherwise, you know, the cocaine smells a little too good. I'm telling you, my girlfriend's like my dealer. You're absolutely right for saying that because she limits me to two episodes a night of a series. We can watch multiple series in a night, like one or two, mm-hmm. Uh, but we can't watch, we can't burn through all the episodes. It's driving me insane. I, I don't, I go insane. I, I swear, she's just cutting me off on the drug and it just, and she's right, yeah. but I hate it. Yeah,
1: it just, uh, you can burn through it and then you're right back to square one. Yeah, I know. And you're like, fuck, I have nothing to look forward to to watch. I'll force myself to watch this other bullshit, <laughs> even though I don't like it as much. Yeah. And there's nothing worse than just like, i try, like I try, we tried after party. Oh, you didn't like it?
0: I like it. All right. You didn't like it?
1: I, uh, I really enjoy a couple people that are on it. Like okay. A hundred percent. Right. She on. hated it. Uh, didn't, didn't like, I don't think anybody. Yeah. Oh, wow. At least their character. Okay.
0: okay. Uh, on the show. Fair enough.
1: There's only one person on the show. I'm, I'm not a fan of what they do. You don't want to say, I respect that. Uh, it, oh, I'll say it this. It's one of the guys. Mm-hmm. And I will say that never enjoyed what they do. It's, okay. To me, they're. The worst of Barenthal, I always say Barenthal has one gear, but I like the gear. This dude has one gear and I think it sucks. And I think you need to change your transmission. I think you need to get an oil change. I think you need to do a lot, you know, rotate the tires, get them balanced, aligned. You need a lot of fucking work, man.
0: Would you say this is someone obsessed with their car? In, in the show, would you say that?
1: Well, I've only seen the one episode.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair
1: enough. Uh, is he the type of character that would be obsessed with his car? Yes. Yes, he is in the, as far (laughs) as I can tell.
0: Let me just say that I 100% agree with you about this person. They only are ever this one person in everything they ever do. It's all they do. And when that person was interviewed, it's just that person with no shred of. Irony. Uh how can I say uh, this? Humility? Describe this character as a combo of Steven Seagal and Jean Claude Van Damme. When in fact his character is. is more a combination of what's his face from Die Hard, who gives up John McClane Yep. And the redhead kid from American Pie. That's basically what I see when I see the combo. Okay. Yeah. The one uh, who's like, you know, thinking he's all that when he gets and he gets totally exposed uh for being not all that.
1: Yeah, I don't how that dude has consistently worked? Yeah, it's beyond me. I don't. He's it's also directed
0: movies, man. Yeah,
1: that well, that could be part of why. Maybe,
0: yeah.
1: Um, and as far as that, I I don't know if he's good on that aspect or not. I don't have yeah. the slightest clue. But yeah, the, the main lead guy, I, I love him and everything I've ever seen him in. Sam uh, Richardson, the black guy. Yes.
0: Yes. He's great.
1: So good. I mean, I got introduced oh. to him on Veep, but yeah, ever since course. Veep, it's just like, yeah. dude, this guy is awesome. Yeah. And then, uh, Nick Swartzen and Tiffany Haddish and it's got a great cast.
0: Yeah. Ben Schwartz is great. I love him. John Ralphio. From- yeah. Yeah. From uh,
1: but uh, she wasn't a fan. So maybe I'll casually watch it on the side. Yeah, I hear you. Cause I, I like the rest of the cast. Yeah.
0: Um, I've never seen this... the, the, Asian actress. Uh,
1: Neither have I, the Ben's, don't... uh,
0: yeah, I'd never I... seen her before.
1: Uh, uh-uh. so. at first, when they first showed her, I was like, Oh, is that the girl from dope sick? But it's not her.
0: Yeah. Yeah. She's a cutie too. She's been...
1: Yeah. Yeah. She has definitely, she has good uh, chemistry. Yeah. Um, yeah, try to give that a whirl, Just. She was immediately out, and then... Yeah. Let's see. Watched the first episode of Ghosts on CBS. Couldn't do oh, it. Cannot yeah, do dude. it. Yeah.
0: We watched... It's got great reviews. reviews. Yeah, I know. insane, dude, because she's been desperate for a comedy. Me too. So we watched the British version first, the first couple of episodes of the British version. We didn't like that, even though okay. we liked some of the actors in it and their work that they've done. And so then we went to Paramount Plus, and we're like, okay, let's watch the first... Maybe the American one is a little appeals... Is even worse so I don't know who is loving ghosts but it is just not great reviews yeah. and, uh, Crazy. I'd
1: seen it a couple of times like pop up on lists and whatnot I'm like ah yeah and then we didn't have anything the other night and we're like you know what hey there's this show called Ghosts you read let's give it a shot it's 22 minutes yeah if we don't like it then we're done in 22 minutes and we've got 22 minutes and without saying anything just turned it off <laughs> Just like ah,
0: we both knew that
1: we're done. That's when way. you're with the right person,
0: man. <laughs> when you yeah. can look at that, you know you you move away from that. That you're wa- move away from a show you're watching. Your your you're person, your other person, does not say a word and accepts yeah. the decision.
1: <laughs> just like this is not,
0: yeah. It's not like the end of the world. I just
1: I didn't laugh. I didn't yeah. even really smile. Yeah. Now right? it's, it's a pilot, so you're like they got to build. And if any good comedy. It takes a while for the writers to figure out and the actors to figure out the quirks and whatnot of the characters. But I don't know. Outside of the Boy Scout, I don't really see much growth or potential in a lot of these people.
0: I know when she's done with a show is when she puts her phone up to her face and starts (laughs) doing stuff or playing her fucking crossword games. I know she's done with the show. That's when I know she doesn't say anything. But that's when I know it's the tell.
1: Yeah. Do you ever do the hey? Do you want me to turn this off and like? No, I'm watching. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Why don't we fucking just put something else on? Now this is fine.
0: Okay. Yeah. The first couple of times I let her get away with that, dude, and I was like, all right, fine. Then ever since, ever since then, I go, no, I'm not watching something you're not interested in because you're gonna make comments or you're gonna make you're gonna express you're gonna blow out because she loves to do this. Whew. She loves to do that, and that's when I know she's doing commentary. The show. So, yeah. yeah, she'll throw a little commentary, and I'm like, no, I'm not putting up with that. If you're not into it, let's move on to something else and find something else. And the thing that frustrates me even more is she gets mad when I start, like, looking around for stuff. And she doesn't ex- understand, like, I'm looking around for stuff because she's really judgmental about what she wants to watch. Mm-hmm. So I'm, like, trying to find stuff that might work that's in both our wheelhouses. Because if it's not RuPaul or some kind of pottery competition, um, it's tough. So I have to go through all the different streaming services to find shit, and I try to make lists of stuff just in case for when we're in emergency we have to look at some watch something. And she just goes insane. She's like, "Just pick something." I go, "I've picked five things. You don't fucking want to watch them, so don't complain and just sit there and let me go through it because you won't go through it." Yeah, be chill. You know, <laughs> it's not easy, man. TV watching.
1: Yeah, trying to find something that you know that both of you might be interested in can be tough. And I'm yeah. willing to settle for shit that I know that I'm not going to be that jazzed about if yeah. she might be into it. And I think she would do the same for me. I'll just, yeah. she flat out knows if I put something on that I'm not going to be that into, but she might. Right. And I don't give a shit. Uh, It's yeah. fine. It could end up being great. I ended up, you know, really enjoying Downton Abbey.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to drag her into that. She won't do it. It's driving me insane. I'm like, this is so in your wheelhouse. Just fucking give it a yeah, try. Yeah, it is. I don't know why. She watches everything else British. Yeah. That's what I'm saying.
1: I mean, it's got flaws, but at yeah. the same time, it wasn't really made for me. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, the <laughs> idea that Matthew is some attractive character that anybody should be longing over to me is just baffling.
0: Oh. uh mm.
1: Yeah. The dude that's worked yes. nonstop. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah. The character to me is just like, ah, dude, you are <laughs> a wet blanket. You're not fun. Just give me <laughs> Maggie Smith. That's all I really want. Just, just give me you. Maggie Smith. The chauffeur has more interesting comments yeah. and lines. And the out. downstairs, Maggie Smith and the parents. I think I get rid of all the kids. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't oh, yeah. fucking care for all
0: of them. I'm not gonna lie. Lady Mary drives me insane. It I, does. I don't get the the uh, her. Uh, I mean, she's good in the gentleman, and I haven't seen the other one that she does on TBS. But like in the show, she's phenomenally annoying. And I know she's supposed I, to kind of be tough to cheer for, but. Even when they try to make, like, make her, uh, sympathetic, I don't buy it at all, you know?
1: Yeah, any of them.
0: Yeah. The
1: one that was, doesn't stick around all that long.
0: Yeah, Jessica Brown Finley. And then they
1: bring in the cousin who does, and she's not in all, all that much. She moved on to, you know, movies.
0: Lily's, she's, she's doing Pam Anderson right now in that, that Hulu show. And she didn't send That That was the springboard. And just like, okay, I'm leaving Downton. Lily James. Yeah. She's great. Mm -hmm. But
1: it. So there are certain people that I think are phenomenal. I would love to spend
0: more time with, and there are others that just yeah.
1: like. But at the same time, I think overall it's a good show.
0: Yeah, it is. I mean, the Mister Bates stuff with Anna is my favorite stuff to. Explore, was that season I one think. stuff? Well, yeah. The with with comes in as the valet. And, yeah, right. Yeah, and he's like with her, and she's you know you find out there's all this past with him, and she's like her romance for him is tested, and. Then what happens to her, which is pretty brutal. And you're like, Oh my God. So, you know, the fact that they were dealing with that kind of stuff is, is, uh, cool. Yeah. I like the show. It shows a surprisingly more, how can I say this? More gutsy than people give it credit for in some of the topics that they're tackling, especially when you're looking at the prism of the time that they're tackling these topics and the world at that time when they're bringing up these things or, or experiencing these things.
1: So yeah. yeah. Very true. Do you want to get to our list?
0: Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Let's get to our list. We're an hour in, so this will be quick. Uh, yeah, we're doing, we're doing our top 10 detective film, uh, mystery detective film. So basically in honor of Death on the Nile coming out, which as we're recording this, I'm going to see it later on tonight and see if it's any good. Um, we are going to count down these top 10. Detective mystery films. Am I right on that, Matt? Is that correct? That's what we said.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. We'd said it between us and then when I started to do this list, I was like, how did we word this exactly?
0: <laughs> well, I kept my list to detectives and like official detectives, not like, oh, it's a mystery. So Okay. Yeah. That's well that's
1: where I got hung up and I was like, all right, so were you saying detective is they have to be on the police force or is it an investigator? That is acting as a detective. You know what I mean? Like they're they're working through this mystery
0: or whatever the case
1: is. Yeah. Uh, like I took
0: Fargo off, just to give you an idea, because she's the chief of police, she's not a detective. So okay. in my mind, that's how I made the delineation, you know.
1: Well, I went and looked up what Poirot is. Yes. And I was like, okay, well maybe that'll give me a better insight as to what exactly we were thinking. Yes. Um, cause we just kind of said it and we both went, yeah, I kind of know what we're talking about and we never really hammered out the specific details. So this will be fun. Yeah. So then eventually it comes down and I was like, oh fuck, what, how did we define this? (laughs) Didn't we just nebulously say, so if if you don't feel my answers
0: are correct, I'm fine with that. Dude, both ways. Same thing. Feel the same Uh,
1: way. Yeah. All right. So 10, I got gone, baby gone. Motherfucker. That's my number 10 too. Um, love that. Yeah. Initially I was only going to do, you have to be a cop.
0: Right. Right.
1: And a detective. And then I looked up Poirot and it's like, well, he's formerly a cop. And like in this movie, he just happens to be on vacation and he gets sucked into. Right. Right. And I was like, well, then that opens it up to investigator type world. (laughs) So gone, baby gone. I'm going to throw on my list.
0: Yeah. Well, he is a detective, right?
1: I mean, Casey, I I think he's a private investigator, him and his girlfriend. Sorry,
0: private investigator, right? They're
1: dealing with cops. Yes, yes, right. But I don't believe they are cops themselves. Right, right. Yeah, investigator, detective. Yes, exactly. Yeah, something along those lines. Trying to fit the vibe of what Poirot is. Poirot.
0: Poirot. 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 I hope it's good. I like the last one, so I hope this one's good.
1: I still need to see that last one. So if it's on your list, awesome.
0: Uh, No, I didn't put it on my list. I kind of wanted us to touch... Talk about other stuff and so we'll see. But yeah, God Baby Gone. We haven't talked about that much. What a great, um, you know, debut film for Ben Affleck as a director using his brother and, uh, Michelle Monahan, who's fantastic. And then what Ed Harris, uh, yeah, Amy Ryan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Martin, uh, uh, sorry. Uh, yeah. Morgan Freeman. I had never seen Amy Ryan until I saw this movie mm. and then she popped up on the office and all this stuff. And I'd never seen the wire at the time. And so mm-hmm. I discovered her obviously. In this movie, then went back and watched her stuff, and so she's fucking night and day from what you see in the office in this movie, or even in the well, yeah. Incredible.
1: Uh But yeah, a uh, quality film, and Ben mm-hmm. Affleck uh, really showing that he can direct. Yeah, absolutely.
0: All right, okay. what's your
1: nine? Nine, I've got prisoners. Ooh, that's a punt. Okay. That one I was like, hey, does it fit the vibe of the movies we were trying to go for? That's where I put it lower.
0: It does because Gil is a detective. He is a detective. Yeah. So,
1: but it's but I was like murder mystery. mystery. This was this, yeah, it's got all those things. Anyway.
0: Yeah. Uh
1: Eight. I've got Memento. Oh
0: uh, yeah. See, I didn't put Memento on because he's n- not a de- he's an insurance investigator. But all right. I well, because we no issue with that. So yeah. Poirot wasn't, that's why I put it on.
1: It's like, well, then that makes him an investigator and he's trying to figure out his past.
0: I think you just want to say Poirot as many times as possible.
1: Quite possibly. I like the way you say it. So Poirot. <laughs> uh, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that remotely
0: close. It's the plosive that works for me. Poirot.
1: That's what you like? Yes. Uh, always curious how the French got to Fra- French. You know what I mean? They have all the same influences. You have Latin and Germanic and all these other things and
0: yours sounds so distinctly unique. That's why they're French.
1: The Italian sounds close
0: to Spanish. Yes, it does. Yeah. And, I, and, and a little bit, there's a little French influence there too. Very true.
1: Yeah. Um, but anyway, <laughs> yeah, uh, Memento, the Chris Nolan's real launching pad into, he'd done a previous shorter film, but Memento is the one that kind of announced him to the world. Uh, so go see
0: Momento. What do you got at 9, then, since you've already done your 10? So real quick, the French language de- uh, descended from the vulgar Latin of the Roman Empire, as all did, as did all Romance languages. It evolved from Gallo Romance, the Latin-spoken Gaul, more specifically mm. in Northern Gaul. So there you go. And uh, mm. it, uh, today, owing to France's past overseas expansion, there are numerous French-based Creole languages, most notably in Haitian Creole. So there you go, buddy boy. It's Latin, but it's –
1: Yeah, I assumed it was Latin derivative. Vulgar Latin.
0: Gallo-Romantic.
1: Well, I would imagine vulgar in this sense just means that it's corrupted Latin, not – it's not the truest form of Latin, so then it's right. vulgar, like a bastardized – How dare
0: you, bastardized
1: Latin. All right,
0: so then my number nine is The Nice Guys.
1: That's a punt. What okay. What are we talking about here? <laughs>
0: So we're talking about movies that are excellent, that you enjoy watching. That's called a punt. Okay. What do you got at eight? <laughs> the Maltese Falcon.
1: Uh, That's also a punt. Wow.
0: Right. Okay. Go ahead. What's your seven? Seven might be a punt for you. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Uh y- No, I didn't put it on my list because that is led by Robert Downey Jr., who is not a detective. Val Kilmer is there helping him, but the entire uh, industry hinges on Robert Downey. So I left it off my list because of that. That's Whereas true. kiss, Fine. kiss, bang, bang, they're both investigators, so.
1: Off the list. You mean, oh, you mean wow. the nice guys? Do you have a replacement? Nah, fuck it. Let's just move forward. Okay. <laughs> I love this. All right. What you It think? doesn't matter. It doesn't matter.
0: Yeah. Uh, my six is Maltese Falcon. Oh, okay. Yeah. Really good film for people who haven't seen it. Humphrey Bogart, John Houston directing this thing, Peter Lorre mm-hmm. involved in this and it still holds up, brother. I saw it like maybe eight months ago again on TCM just randomly. Sure. Fucking good movie, man.
1: Yeah. I uh, I saw it within the past two years. Okay. So at some point in the beginning of the pandemic.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, and I had seen it previously, but it does. It holds up. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, to me, it doesn't hold up as well as something like 12 Angry Men, which is kind of my go-to example for movies That's from fair. that era. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I still think it works really well and it holds the tension and, uh, it's great interplay. It's just good acting yeah. between these people within small scenes or small Confinement.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and just the tension of, of the, the story and the, the situation as a whole. It's really good. I would recommend that one.
0: Yeah. Key Largo is, I think, one of those Humphrey Bogart ones that's on par with 12 Angry men. The, the tension mm-hmm. and the way it holds everything throughout. I think that works better than Maltese Falcon as an example. So I hear what you're saying about the 12-anger men. That's a good yeah. point. Um, all right. So my number seven is who framed Roger Rabbit?
1: Uh, okay, go for it. Yeah. You know what? I'll add that to my list for, in place of the other one.
0: Why not? Okay. Right. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, this is such a great detective and there's a murder mystery because the toons are dying. They're being killed off and Eddie Valiant has to find out why this is going on, goes into Toontown, hooks up with Roger Rabbit, but it's really Eddie Valiant trying to figure this whole thing out. Roger is a sidekick rather than the lead. Uh, and he's trying to and they eventually get to, um, Christopher Lloyd's character. Oh God. I forget. His name. Judge, Doom? uh, Doom, Doom? just Doom. Yeah. Something like that. He's a judge. Yeah. I know that. And it's the ooze, right? That's the thing that kills everybody. The ooze sounds about right. I just and remember so-
1: the shoe being dipped in. that was alive and it was right. the talking blah, 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 puts it in. And at the end, he's all wild eyed when they pull him out. It turns out that he's a tune. Spoilers. <laughs> uh,
0: um, but yeah I mean I, th- I this film is still damn good. Um and uh I'm I'm looking forward and there was an article uh what was it? it was a few weeks ago or something, a few months ago about like Wiley e. Coyote suing um Acme for because of um all their products always yeah break so I mean there I hear rumors that they're going to explore do, making that into a film live action combo with animation so that could be a lot of fun to see down the road that kind of has the same vibe as Roger Rabbit. So.
1: Yeah, but- I'd love it. I mean, Zemeck has put a ton of time and care into that movie. Yeah. Um, there's a great little thing that's uh, influenced uh, animators and filmmakers since, but there's a scene where, you know, that that kind of uh, backroom area that's hidden from everybody inside the bar yeah. where yeah. Eddie and Roger and the the woman, I can't remember the character's name, Let's go are ready. hiding because the gang shows up. Yeah. And in that scene, I think it's Roger's head hits the light. There's a mm-hmm. hanging uh <laughs> light, and it's moving like a pendulum. Yeah. But it's changing the focus of the light, and you can see it on Roger. And yeah. that's what helps cement the realism of the animation. Yeah. Um, And they just kept – they change it throughout. The, the, the animation techniques in it are really impressive. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 100% uh, agreed.
1: But uh, anyway, mm-hmm.
0: Uh so that was your seven? That was my seven, yes. Uh So then my six is Prisoners, which is the punt from earlier with you. Okay. Yeah. I mean, this film, I discovered this one after I, you know, find out who Denis Villeneuve is or what, uh, yeah, is. And, yeah, me too. And I went back and watched it. I'm like, this is fucking excellent, man. And um a real tough watch in terms of what you're experiencing as you're watching the movie and um, what happens with, uh, with Hugh Jackman and his obsession yeah. and all of this, but like it's, it's, uh, uh, Jalen Hall's, uh, detective character, Loki, that is trying to find out, you know, what is happening here. And yes, you get stuff with Terrence Howard and Violet Davis and Melissa Leo and Paul Dano and Hugh Jackman, but it's really Loki, like kind of trying to figure out what's going on here. And so it is detective led, uh, trying to catch this guy. And it's so well done. You know, I really enjoyed that film. He hasn't made a bad film in in my experience. I've not seen a bad Denis Villeneuve film.
1: I haven't seen one. I mean, I you set certain expectation levels like I did for Dune and it mm-hmm. didn't meet those expectation levels for me, Okay, but it's not a bad movie. Right, right, right. Uh but yeah, Prisoners, I mean, it it is it asks you to ponder uncomfortable questions. Yes. Yeah. And you really have to dwell on that for a long time and then Ultimately, do the ends justify the means? Right, right. And everything that Dano had to go through in the whether or not certain individuals were guilty or not and whatnot. And the weird thing is, technically, by the end, Jared Leto kind of the conscience of the movie and of yeah. us. And uh, sadly, a mirror <laughs> on the yeah. rest of us because <laughs> he's a corrupted individual.
0: Yeah, it's kind of uh, ironic that he becomes the um conscience as you said because yeah. of that. Yeah. Um yeah.
1: but yeah, it's it's an excellent movie. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um all right. Well we should take a quick break, Matt. Uh um, don't you think or- we're gonna put the we'll, you know, we'll edit the break somewhere oh, in the middle fine. of all
0: our talk. All right, fine. That works for me. Because <laughs> <laughs> at we- this
1: point, what if we can take a break and then throw an ad in and we have five minutes left of the show? That doesn't make sense. Okay. <laughs> we'll talk to our editor just be like, pick a spot. Just find a spot find a spot sorry about that uh all at right. five i've got gosford park
0: oh that's all you man go ahead i haven't yet to see this movie i got to see this movie it's a good upstairs downstairs baby god damn it i gotta see this movie okay uh
1: with a murder thrown in the midst of all that um and one of the few times that uh, i've enjoyed ryan Philippine in film outside of mcgruber and uh <laughs> Shit, yeah, what was the first one with Reese where they started dating afterwards?
0: Oh, shit. Was that Twilight? No. No, 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 no. no. This was like 97.
1: cool oh, Cruel Intentions? Cruel, cruel intentions. intentions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And outside of that, I just... Philippi is kind of a tough pill to swallow for me.
0: Um, yeah, I liked it in that gun movie. I can't remember what the name of that gun movie was. Oh, go.
1: I know what you're talking about. I can visualize the poster of it. I never saw it. Way the gun, I think, is what
0: it was called. That yeah. sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, not an easy guy to enjoy his work with. That's for sure. No, he just, he looks too much like the characters that he plays.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, no, I
0: do. I think he I looks do. Yeah.
1: Precisely how you'd anticipate him being. And then when he plays those characters, it just kind of reinforces your belief. Yeah. about At it. least my belief. Yeah. Uh, but it's, a, it's a really good upstairs downstairs with a murder thrown in there and the mystery to boot. Yeah. Um, and then the motivations as to why I don't want to spoil anything for you. If you ever do end up seeing it, uh, but they, you know, they have so many different characters to play with. And as the story unfolds and ultimately who ends up having, uh, killed,
0: it makes yeah. for a good story. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I got to watch this one. I got to watch this one because it's a lot of people like it. Maybe, shit. Maybe I got. No, no, I don't. I've been busy. Fuck. I always think I have a little more hours than I do. All right. So then my number five is seven because. They're detectives and they're hunting, yes, a serial killer, but a a killer who's killing people. So it's a mystery. You know, kind of figure out who this person is. I almost left it off my list because it's more of a serial killer film, but they are detectives and this is a fucking great film. So is it on your list? Uh,
1: It is not on my list. I, to me, I was, you know, I was like, I didn't, I thought part of the assignment for us was we're going for something like. Yeah. Like the movie that's coming out and I was like, well, seven's not really like those. That's the th- same thing with prisoners. That's why it's lower. It's like, oh, it's not really, but that was yeah. clearly just me
0: creating that criteria that doesn't exist. Well, seven's the, awesome. Who'd love seven? Our show is we created. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I like it. And, uh, we've talked about it many, many times. Yeah. So just the detective techniques are what I enjoy about the movie. Yeah. The spacey stuff, it could be troublesome for some people. I get it totally, but like, Fincher directed a hell of a masterpiece in this fucking movie and the pursuits that they go through and the detective breaking down, troubleshooting and all of that is just brilliant. So, uh, I love that. So, all right, what's your four? Uh,
1: my four is knives out. That's my four. Yeah. Um, if it didn't have one aspect, it'd have a shot of making like number one for me.
0: Wow. Can you say what the aspect is or no?
1: The nausea thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's just so ridiculous, whereas the rest of it is like it's fun, believable, plausible, and then this aversion to lying so much that you get nauseous is kind of cheap storytelling to me, and who am I, Ryan? Who am I? I'm nobody, uh, but I still enjoy even when I was watching the theater, I was like, that's really dumb, but I don't kind of care because the yeah. movie's so fun, and really? everybody else in this is pretty amazing.
0: It's the most relaxed Chris Evans performance you're ever going to see. You're ever going to see. Yeah, that's so probably good. true. So relaxed. So good. And Anna D'Armas, who was fucking stunning in No Time to Die, uh yeah. having her kind of, I'd never seen anything. I don't think I don't remember seeing her anything until I saw this movie. And I was like, wow, cool. And this is a Latina actress. So already in support of her. And then seeing the work she delivers was great. in and, and Lakeith Stanfield, too, was fucking fantastic.
1: Man. Yeah. Tiny part. Yeah. Him. Yeah. Surprise. But good to see you in it. Yeah, and then the ensemble cast of the family itself. Yeah. Just top to bottom, really good stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um. Okay. Yeah. Uh. So then, my, our- what's your number three? Uh, my three is Chinatown. Uh, that's a punt. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Fair enough. My <laughs> my three is L.A. Confidential. Okay. Go for it. Oh, okay. Yeah. because there they're two detectives, really three, if you include, uh, Spacey until that, that moment happens. And they're trying to figure out who, you know, what happened here, the mystery here of what's going yeah. on. And, and so there are deaths. So it counts in that way for sure. There are murders. So, uh, and then seeing them come together and all the process and everything that goes through with them and Guy Pearce and Russell Crowe and Kim Basinger, David Strather and such a great cast, Danny DeVito. Everybody involved in what's going on around this time in Hollywood and um, such a great exploration of that and seeing how they have to – it, it's such a brilliant film because you are shot down multiple paths at the same time and you're like, where is this going to line up? And it isn't yeah. until like almost 45 minutes to an hour into the movie that the path is finally converge and then you're like, oh, I've got all this background. Now let's go down this path. So. It was such a gutsy way to direct this movie, and it really worked you know, because you could get lost down each of those separate paths. And there's time jumps and whatever in, in their uh, history working in the LAPD. So you're asked to kind of go along with this movie, mm-hmm. and then by the time you get to the final 45 minutes or 30 minutes of the movie, it is well worth everything that is going to happen, and you're yeah. invested in all these people. It's really well done. And then you find out who's doing it, and the surprise shock of who it is is fucking well done. Yeah, it's
1: really good historical fiction mm-hmm. where they take a lot of aspects of what transpired in Los Angeles at that right. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just create different characters, different scenarios, and everything else. But it's just like, man, this rings of a lot of truth. Yeah, it does feel real to me. Yeah. Um All right, what's your two? Uh, my Deuce is the nice guys. Oh wow, that far up, Jesus. Okay, because <laughs> cool. it's fantastic right. to watch. It really is. You're right. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> the chemistry between the two of them, I really hope they make more movies together. Yeah. Um, because they are a great compliment, um, to one another. Yeah. And the, the, also that little girl, the, the young actress got so much
0: charisma and yeah. talent. You know who that is, right? I the, can visualize her in the movie, but I don't know who that is. That's Angori Rice from the Spider-Man movies. She plays Betty Brent. She's the one that I like, see the school announcement.
1: Yep. Yeah, that ends up uh, with uh what's his name,
0: Ned. Ned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And she's also yeah. In Mayor of Easttown, she's the daughter in Mayor of Easttown. She's yeah, also the familiar. punk daughter. Yeah, yeah. She's fantastic, man.
1: Yeah, she really. She's got something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but between the three of them, I. Really hope they, i mean, cause I would imagine the budget is relatively cheap on something oh, like yeah. this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The biggest chunk of it might be period costumes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we could see them spin off and do other cases. I just don't know if it made enough money at the box office to really have that, but that might make it for a good TV show. Oh yeah. The nice yeah. guys TV show. I think Russell will be in. I don't know if Ryan will be in cause Ryan's still headlining. Big movies. I'm not saying Russell doesn't do those, but it's, they're not like they once were 20 years right. ago. Right, right, right. It's weird to think, think that gladiator was now 20 years ago, but oh 20 God. years ago. Try 22, man. Is,
0: yeah. yeah. That's just crazy. Anyway, this guy's was six years ago. So if we're going by the age, I mean, she'd be, we'd be in the eighties, 1980s, right? Cause I mean, I think there was a 1974s. Yeah. It?
1: it was like a mid seventies ish.
0: Yeah. So. so that could work where she's kind of like cause she, obviously she was pretty capable of handling herself in a lot of situations at a young age so mm-hmm. if she's part of this trio, uh, this trio it could be a really interesting fun sequel film uh, with her kind of leading the way in some
1: it aspect. was a Shane Black wasn't it? yeah Shane Black yeah.
0: okay. who was the brunette? Dude, I thought she worked a lot too I forget who the brunette was was it Margaret Qualley? It was Margaret Qualley yeah Emily Cutner is Susan Sarandon's daughter, Margaret Qualley. Mm. So yeah, good film, man. Really good film. He should stick to these kinds of films because Predator, Iron Man 3, you could argue diminishing results, but these smaller films, he fucking knocks out oh, of the park, man. Predator was terrible. Oh my God. It, was, it was absolutely terrible. Iron Man 3 is,
1: it's fine if you liked it. Yeah. I didn't mind the switch on Mandarin because yeah. it kind of destroyed the expectations, but I didn't think the movie overall was that good. Yeah. I don't know how much I blame him for that. Um, Fair. But yeah, Predator is
0: just terrible. I couldn't believe you come back with something like that. I was like, yeah. what are you I was
1: so there? looking forward to that waste of time. Yeah. Plus, I don't need to see Sterling K. Brown
0: chew gum for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> More like 90 minutes, but still. For me, it was more like, why are you shooting a scene where a woman wakes up surrounded by men in a hotel room? Like, are you fucking stupid? You know, you know what's going on in the world? Like, why would you shoot a scene like yeah. that? And they're all telling her how dumb she is. It's like, what are you doing? You know?
1: So. I think the, please, the, the, the conceit coming in was predator? Fuck you. Super predator. And you're like, okay, guys, we're. Scraping the bottom of the fucking barrel, if that is the best you can do. Like, oh, you know, but like, what if it's bigger? Okay. (laughs) Then you put no fucking thought into this. Yeah. Agreed.
0: Uh. (laughs) All right. Um, where are we at? Your two? Oh, my two is vertigo.
1: I actually, it's one of the few Hitchcocks I have not seen. Really? Oh, I have not seen.
0: I, I can't encourage you enough. I'm going to push you. I, I know. I like uh,
1: pretty much everything else he's done. I'm a big fan of.
0: Yeah. This is a good one too, man. Because, I mean, it kind of shows you the paranoia of a character like Jimmy Stewart and his obsession with this woman. And if there is a woman who gets killed. And so it's like he's trying to figure – and he's a former private investigator that his friend hires to find – or his friend hires to find uh, why his wife died. And it leads him in this – Insane direction. And so it's, and it's a good use of San Francisco. Um, and a fantastic performance from Stewart I mean, it, this is as far from George Bailey as you can get. And he does an excellent job. Uh, it's sliding into a bit of mania leading to the, the ending. And so I just, I love the film very much. It's not better than Susan Kane. It, it, there was a few years ago where it had kind of replaced it as a cane as number one. I was like, fuck you. It's not. But it's still a phenomenal film. That's my favorite Hitchcock bar none.
1: So yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Just one of those, I've seen a bunch of his others, but for some yeah. reason vertigo is never, never crosses my mind when I go back for in the older film or something. I don't know, but quality nonetheless. So that was your two. That's my two. What's your one? Well, I clearly know what your one is. Uh, my one I just threw up here, Sherlock Holmes.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the Robert Downey Jr. one, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. No, yeah, take it away, take it away. That's a great. It's, show. It's,
1: I, you know, they're making another
0: one. Yes, Uh Third but one, yeah. uh, Guy Ritchie
1: is not. You know, he's producing. Yeah, but he will not be directing uh this next iteration. So I'm curious as to whether or not they can pull it off. But I think the first two they took a character that I didn't think you should resurrect again. Yeah, and managed to make potentially my favorite version that I've seen. Um. And yeah, uh, but the, the mystery and whatnot, the solving the, everything that Sherlock does, I'm a big fan of. And there's, yeah. um, whatever iteration of that, I, oh God, what was the TV show we were watching? And it was basically like an updated version of Sherlock elementary. No, that I, we watched okay. fully. Okay. And I think Johnny Lee Miller's version of Sherlock is better than cover batches. I will say that. Wow. Yes. I know everybody loves the Cumberbatch ones, but I think his interpretation of what that character is, is much better to me. It makes more sense. All right. Well, he devolves into becoming a drug addict because his mind is moving so much to kind of quiet the storm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's like, I believe that as a type of mania (laughs) uh, for the individual. Anyway, sure. I don't know. We're putting this list together. It's like, you know what? Of all these, I will watch and have watched Sherlock more than all the others, so I'm just yeah. going to throw that at number one. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, you want to say qualitatively your number one is a better film, I'm not going to fight you on that. Yeah.
0: It's a converse It's 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 a fun conversation, man. Um, yeah, great choice, man. No, I, I thought about putting it on my list. I wasn't sure. Um, and then, and then I probably should have, you know, honestly, I probably should have, I could have maybe lost something here. Maybe seven moved that one out. You know what? Why don't I move it out? Fuck it. I'll move seven out since it's more of a serial killer film. I'll happily put Sherlock Holmes there at, uh, uh, so then my one obviously is Chinatown, um, mm-hmm. a, a film I've grown to appreciate more and more as I've gotten older and certainly, you know, has personal, uh, connections cause it's my girlfriend's favorite film and, You know, watching it through her eyes really opened the film up to me because I I don't know much about the uh, northern California history with water and all this kind of stuff. So, hearing she was almost like doing pop up video with me when we were watching it one time because she was just giving me all this background on the stuff I had no idea about. Sure, it kind of fleshed out the film even more, gave it even more depth, and uh, maybe even made me respect Robert Town as a screenwriter even more that he was like throwing the stuff in and connecting it up and. And then Nicholson's performance and Faye Dunaway and Houston, of course, just great, great stuff from top to bottom. And it's an, it's an interesting uh, mystery because it's not your standard. You know, she came into my office and she was my dame. There was so, there's so much more here and he's so, he's so close to being killed so many times because he can't stick his, keep his nose out of the business. Uh, and then you get that ending that is so fucking 1970s. So I love that. I love it. I think close to real life that end. Yes, which is great. It's not there is no bow.
1: Yeah. Right? That you're searching for.
0: Uh um, everything connects back up. Even the fucking Burt Young story about him beating his wife connects back up and in that moment when he runs to his house to escape with it in his car. I mean, all of it just kind of the way they connect everything was really really smart, man. So Yeah. It's a awesome movie. I just Yeah. We'll watch
1: sherlock and nice guys more so i put those higher and that's fair enough an arbitrary reason as any for me
0: <laughs> all right well there's our separate list we'll put it together uh what shall we do uh let's do it i'll grab the bongos.
1: all right so well, i'd imagine chinatown is number one
0: yeah because it's your number three right correct yeah
1: and nice guys you've got really low on your list. Where did you just put Sherlock?
0: Nine is nice guys. Five is Sherlock.
1: And then knives out, we both have it four. So I would say Sherlock. <laughs> then knives out. Okay. Um and
0: then maybe nice guys? It's two nine. Sure. I don't mind that. Two helps it elevate, so I'm, I got a problem with that.
1: Okay, then commonality, we both have Maltese Falcon. Yes. And I took off kiss, kiss, bang, bang, and I put in Roger Rabbit. That'd be seven.
0: Yeah. That's at my seven as well.
1: Okay. Well, then what was your, we have what you're like two.
0: Yeah. Vertigo was my
1: two vertigo. Let's put vertigo at five. Okay. Um, all right. And then how about Maltese Roger Rabbit? Yeah.
0: Is that, is that in the list?
1: It takes us to seven, so we have three left. And we also have Gone Baby Gone at 10, right? Yeah, uh, we have it at 10, yeah. Why don't we just go ahead and make that eight. Okay. Since we have it at 10. uh, So what's your next highest? I have my five.
0: I think LA Confidential, my number three, is the next highest.
1: LA Confidential.
0: And anything exciting? Knives out, Sherlock Holmes, Prisoners. Which is oh, we both
1: have prisoners. Yeah, so okay, so we'll close out with prisoners. Okay. Well, we both have prisoners
0: higher. I'll swap out.
1: Like it matters. Okay.
0: Yeah, swap it out if you need. No big deal. All right, we good? Yep. Okay. The top ten mystery detective films. Yeah. At number ten,
1: Gone Baby Gone. At number nine, L.A. Confidential.
0: At number eight, Prisoners. At number seven, Roger Rabbit. Who Frank? At number six, The Maltese Falcon. At number five, Vertigo. At number four, The Nice Guys. At number three, Knives Out. At number two, Sherlock Holmes. And our number one detective uh, mystery detective film is is Chinatown. Forget it, Jake. It's Chinatown. Um, All right. Well, there you go. There's our uh, official top ten list of uh, the top ten mystery detectives. Thanks to everybody to for listening um, or watching, however you choose to consume the top ten show. We appreciate it madly. Uh, Matt, what do we have to tell them before we wrap up here?
1: If you'd like to follow the show, you can do it on Twitter at Top Ten Show, all spelled out. It's on the top of your screen there. Otherwise, on Instagram and YouTube, it is forward slash the top 10 podcast with the number 10. So please hit us up with over there. And if you're so inclined, you can follow me at Matt Knows to check out, settle the score. We may or may not have geek buddies coming up in the, uh, yeah. the, the somewhat not too distant future. Yeah, yeah. We already had a bunch of bookings. So the next available date was offered and accepted. So look out for that. Uh, right. exactly. We're having, uh, the nerd guys on, <laughs> sometime in the very near future and if you want some basketball content uh, drop in dimes but there you go that's it for me
0: all right for me you can follow me at the Rokas says on twitter instagram and tiktok uh the outlaw nation on twitch uh been doing some watch alongs of the uh, NFL games so join us for a watch along the super bowl there'll be movies coming for sure uh doing a lot of things there and then uh, my youtube channel youtube.com Slash John Roca says, and my other podcasts, the Top Ten, and as Matt mentioned, the Geek Buddies, aka the Nerd Pals, there for you to listen to. Um, all right, well, thanks so much for joining us for this episode. We love you madly, and we'll talk to you next time with another brand new episode of the Top Ten Show. Ooh.